All right, we'd like to thank the Lord to be able to be here this morning, this last Sunday of 2023, this December the 31st Sunday morning, and uh, everybody didn't make it uh, through this year. We've, we've said goodbye to a lot of people we love, uh, miss really uh, miss a lot of people, but I, th I was thinking about Brother Ronnie Lindsey. Uh, this morning and uh, I miss him and I know we'll catch up with him I know all of that Bessie miss her calling me but uh, we're still here I noticed last night looking on the internet uh, that I've been talking about that movie David Jeremiah put out on the rapture and they had a YouTube kind of a outline of it I watched it again last night I really enjoyed uh, the thought of how we'll be here and then the next minute praise God we'll be there like Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in the moment twinkle of an eye now, I don't know what a twinkle of an eye is but it sounds pretty quick to me we'll be out of here and I'll tell you what things is looking I just soon leave on out I don't know I know it's going to get worse and worse under the end but we got some bad news this morning. We want to go to the Lord in prayer before we, uh, before we get started on the Sunday school lesson this morning. And like I said, it's been a terrible year to some. But uh, we want to pray in these matters here. Father, we love you this morning. And, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day you've given us to enjoy. And uh, Lord, how blessed we are, Lord, just to be here. And Lord, we ask, Father, not only for your blessings, for your forgiveness, for your help. But Lord, I want to remember some people, Lord, we got some phone calls this morning, Lord, with some terrible news. I want to pray for Brother Mark and Sister Kay Hurt. Uh, Kay's in the hospital. Uh, hurt her arm real bad where she fell, not feeling good at all. I want to pray for her. Vonnie called us about her and she said Mark was feeling so bad he couldn't even stay at the hospital. He had to go home. And Lord, we pray for Brother Mark, and Lord, you'd help him with his hurt and with his pain. Help Sister Kay with her kidneys. They've got terrible infection. They're trying to find out where the infection is. And we pray for her, Lord, with regards to that infection and regards to where she hurt her arm, where she failed. And Sister Bonnie also shared with us about a family, uh, Larry Houchins, his wife, uh, got consumed in a house fire. And uh, she died after they got her out, but uh, she succumbed to the injuries that she sustained in that house fire. And we pray for Larry, and, and Lord, we pray for the family that will be grieving, Lord, over that one Lord that didn't make it to the end of this year. We pray, Lord, for Larry and his family. And Father God, we pray, Lord, Father, for uh, David Lowe called us this morning, one of his truck drivers, Mark. Uh, the load shifted on his truck and came off coming into summer shade and hit a truck, had two 17-year-old teenagers in it and, and tore the truck up so bad that the cab came off of the truck, knocked the boy out of the truck and crushed his leg and his name is Tanner. And we pray for Tanner. Pray God you'd be with him, Lord. I pray he'd be able, Lord, to recover completely from this accident and and Lord, I pray for his girlfriend. I don't know her name, but I know it broke her pelvis and they had to pick the truck up off of her. And I pray for both of them, Lord, that they'll miraculously recover, Lord, from that accident. And I pray for that driver. No doubt, Lord, uh, emotionally, Lord, scarred, emotionally suffering. We pray for Mark. Uh, Lord, help him through this. Help it all, Lord, to work out for the good. We, we don't know, Lord, the outcome. We just know, Lord, they're all still alive, and for that we're thankful. We pray for them, Lord. And, and Lord, I, I pray, Lord, Father, for others that I don't even know about, even right now, Lord, that are struggling. Uh, Lord, having trouble, maybe financially, maybe physically, maybe even, Lord, spiritually struggling right now. And, Lord, I pray your help upon them, Lord. I pray, Lord God, you get them through that valley and get them, Lord, I pray. Uh, uh, back on their feet. Get them going again. Hit this country, Lord. Lord, America, Lord, is like Demas forsaken God. And on that 
terrible path that your word says all the nations that forget God shall be turned into hell. We'll mention that verse here in just a minute, Lord. We pray for our country. I pray for those hostages over there in the Middle East in Gaza. Lord, I know they're trying to come to terms for a ceasefire. Lord, the negotiations going to be that they're going to release more hostages. Lord, those hostages have been put through hell. We pray, Lord, Father, for the ones that's holding them, that, Lord, they would repent. And, and I pray, Father God, they'd have second thoughts about their actions. I pray, Lord God, they'd repent bitterly, Lord, and, and seek to do what's right. I pray they'd release all those hostages. I pray they'd completely surrender, Lord. And Lord, I pray, Lord, Father, they'd seek to do that which is right. I pray you'd be with Israel, help them to do what's right. Lord, there's just so much going over there right now in the Middle East concerning even America, concerning Israel. Lord, we can see, Lord, it's a powder keg. We can see, Lord, that the things that, Lord, are written in your word are coming to be. We see, Lord, where China's done said they're taking Taiwan back and said it's inevitable to belong to China. We know, Lord, that's strategic that we keep Taiwan. And Lord, I just pray, God, you'll be with this country. Be with its leaders. Lord, help your churches, Lord. I grieved in my heart to read about the churches that are being burned and people that love God are being used for target practice, being hacked to death and burned and shot and killed in all manners of evil. And Lord, we know it's that spirit of Antichrist. We know that the devil's a murderer and the father of it. And uh, Lord, he was a murderer from the beginning. Jesus told him in John 8, 44, he said, You're of your father the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. Bold not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. And Lord, these that are doing the devil's bidding are nothing less than his children. Help these, Lord, that are doing this murdering. Help them, Lord, I pray, Lord, to, to Lord to, to be sorrowful for what they've done and, and Lord, to repent about it and, and ask forgiveness of it and seek to do what's right. I would to God all this evil could be turned around. I would to God that people would respect and not only one another but reverence your word and your will. Lord, we read about the violence in Genesis chapter 6 and it repented you that you even made man and looks like Lord we made full circle Lord as I see the violence Lord in the cities my pastor said man made the city and God made the country and it's not hard to tell them apart but I see the violence in our cities today in our schools today where they, pe they beat people to death just for fun laugh about it Lord, it grieves me. I know it grieved your heart, Lord, that you had to send a flood to destroy mankind. Lord, I see we're at the brink of that next judgment. This time it won't be water. This time it'll be with fire. Lord, I thank you, Lord, to be in your church. I thank you to be in your family. I thank you, Lord, you're on the throne. You're in control. Even though man is discontinued, Lord, doing evil, Lord, you always... Lord, seek to do that which is right. And I pray you'll help in all these things. In Christ's name we ask it, Lord. Amen. 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 All right, we're in Genesis. No, we're in Psalms. be preaching our Genesis today, though. We're going to be preaching our Genesis chapter 5 today, but in Psalms chapter number 9. And I looked into this a little bit this morning. I actually got deeper and I meant to go, you know, the Word of God is a deep book. And uh, you can get about as deep as you want to get in the Word of God. And uh, I did that this morning. I actually got a little too deep in this, but I have to admit it was more the Lord than it was me. But in Psalms chapter number 9, we'll start out verse number 1. And... Uh, I like the way it starts out. It says, I will. I like those two words right there. Uh, one thing we need to be is we need to be willing. But he says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I like that will. And not only I will, but I will with my whole heart praise thee. Uh, the Bible mentions about coming into his 
house with thanksgiving. And uh, uh, I do want to praise the Lord. I do want to do it with all my might, with all my heart. I do want to be forward. Uh, when it comes to praising Him, the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. Uh, not only does creation praise Him, but we should too. And uh, it's just, uh, it ought to be uh, uh, not mandatory, but it ought to be uh, without even any fault. It ought to be, uh, uh, you know, just automatic that we praise the Lord. I didn't praise the Lord before I got saved. But now that I am saved, I praise Him by every chance I get, Brother Mitchell. He's greatly to be praised. Uh, when man come out there, when the people was praising Jesus, saying, Hosanna, 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 uh, is He that come in the name of the Lord? And they rebuked Him, said, Lord, command them to hold their peace. Jesus had to say something that they probably didn't want to hear. He said, if these hold their peace, he said the rocks will immediately cry out. Uh, I want you to know he's worthy of praise. Whether we praise him or not, he's going to get praise. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'll read there in Revelation. talked about them. I think they're seraphims. That's all they do. All That's all they do. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Amen. I mean, that's all they do. They're created just for praise because he is to be praised. But the psalmist said, I will praise thee. You're going to praise something. Right. Why not praise something worthwhile? I do every now and then. I brag on my old truck. I ordered a radiator for it yesterday. And when I get that radiator for that old thing, I'll be able to drive it again. I can drive it now. I just can't drive it very far. It's a leaking antifreeze. But I like that old truck. That old thing being good to me. got to have an old truck. And with me... Without that old truck, I can't go get them deals when I see them. Right. And uh, without that old truck, I can't go pick up that plant. Right now, my favorite field's been turned. I can't wait to get back in it. But uh, it's still, I use it there on the farm. I just can't take out down the highway like I normally do. But uh, uh, we're going to praise something. And uh, the psalmist said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. And... Uh, I will show forth all thy marvelous works. You know, as you go through this life, and it's a short life. Right. It's just a vapor. I'll be 70 February the 20th. It just seemed like yesterday. I still feel like a kid. I mean, it just doesn't seem possible that I could soon be 70 years old. Now, to Eric, that's old, and to Brother Mitchell, that's not that old. But, uh, you know, all of us have been here so long. But in that time, we don't need to forget to praise Him. I like that song. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, praise Him, praise Him. Amen. Praise His excellent name. I don't remember. Amen. But I like the song. And, uh, you know, that's what we ought to have. Uh, we ought to show forth all of His marvelous works. You know, I never will get over what He's done for me. But uh, verse 2. He says, I will be glad. Uh, Psalms 144 verse 15 says, Happy is that people whose God is the Lord. And uh, you can be glad. And uh, he said, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I like that song. I'm rejoicing in my Savior every moment of the day. Amen. Since you gave me this heart of love. Amen. On and on we walk together in the hallelujah way. Amen. Since you gave me this heart of love. Amen. But I, I will be glad and I will rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Like I said, the Bible says happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Mm. Now the other side of that coin you got Jonah in Jonah chapter 4 verse 1. God spared Nineveh and it said it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he was very angry. Uh, you know Jonah uh, he was God's man. Uh, God sent him the word of God go to Nineveh and preach to that city the preaching I bid you and and Jonah did deliver that message. Might have been reluctantly, but he did deliver it. And the people of Nineveh repented. And uh, Jonah got mad. And uh, Jonah chapter 4 verse 9, God asked him, 
Uh, if you do well to be angry, and Jonah said, I do well to be angry, even unto death. That's the second time God spoke to him about being mad. You know, I've met some Jonas, but in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, the Bible tells us to be angry and sin not. Uh, you know, uh, I've heard it said righteous indignation, but uh, you know, I, I do catch myself from time to time getting mad. But when you get mad, you need to be careful that you don't let it get out of hand. Anger is something that kind of can get out of hand pretty quickly. It says, be angry and sin not. It says also, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26, let not the sun go down on your wrath if you do get mad. Quench that thing. Before you go to bed, don't, don't go to bed mad. Don't, don't wake up still mad. Uh, you know, if you do get mad, do something about it. Start counting your blessings. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20, it says, where there's no wood, the fire goeth out. And it goes on to say, where there's no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. The next verse says, as wood is to the fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Anger is something needs to be controlled. The Bible says a, a soft answer turneth away strife. I don't know how many times I've been mad. But Eric, I never will forget this. I was mad as a, as a wet hen. And my uncle was a very, very smart man. And smart enough to say what needed to be said. He seen me mad. He said, you ain't mad, are you? Of course, I'm not going to admit I'm mad. I said, no, I'm not mad. You could have fried an egg on my forehead. I said, no, I'm not mad. I mean, that's just the way it is. He saw me mad and put me on the spot where I could have said, yeah, I'm mad. I'll tell you why I'm mad. But I said, no, I'm not mad. I just sitting there lying through my teeth. But I appreciate him doing that. He's a smart man. That's right. I watched him conduct himself much better than I, I did. Uh, you know, he, you know I, I, I saw him do a lot of good, but I saw him look, do a lot of bad. He's one of the reasons I guess I was alcoholic. He gave me all the beer I wanted to drink and then some. But anyway, we was down there one day and we was all getting drunk. And uh, they, you know, I drunk, so they get big drunk and they want to eat something. So they decided they wanted to. And I, I just say this on behalf of my uncle, he was just a smart man. But uh, they was passing the hat, and everybody was going to put some money there to go get some bologna. One of the guys, uh, this is how my uncle operated. <laughs> One of the guys said, it don't cost that much to get bologna. I think he put a dollar in there or something like that. My uncle handed him a hat and said, here, you, you go get the bologna. And my, my uncle handed him that hat, and that man said, well, how much is bologna? My uncle said, it don't cost that much to get bologna. And what he did, he put you know the matter in that guy's hands. And I tell you what, uh, it, it, it settled the whole situation. Everybody kind of watched herself around my uncle. Uh, uh, he was one of them kind of guys that, that was pretty, pretty smart. And uh, anyway, let me get on back here. Uh, when you do have an anger issue, don't, don't blow on it. Don't kindle it. Uh, it says, Proverbs 26, 20, where no wood is. Don't, don't keep throwing logs on the fire. Let the fire go out. Uh, I, I've been mad several times, and my wife, she's smart, like my uncle. I wanted to engage. I wanted to get enraged. She just wouldn't allow me to do it. She'd just walk away. Instead of being contentious, and tell me I was wrong. She just walked away. And I'm wanting to argue. I'm wanting to fight. She wouldn't let me. But uh, where there's no wood is, the fire goeth out. And where there's no tailbearer, the strife ceaseth. And like I said, anger is something that can be controlled. Anger is something that should be controlled. And unless, you know, if you're able to bridle your tongue, you're able to control the whole body. But I think we kind of fail miserably in this area. But uh, you can be glad. And you should be. Uh, you know that people want you around them. I'll just tell you Luke chapter 24 verse 29. Them Emmaus disciples walking down the Emmaus road. Jesus joined himself with him. And he made like he was going to go further than where they was going to stop at. And they said abide with us. They wanted him with them. You know people want the company 
of someone that won't cause trouble. Mm. Nobody wants a troublemaker. Nobody wants trouble. And I'll tell you, uh, I was listening to David Carr on the way in here this morning. He was talking about pastoring a church and, and how, you know, he didn't understand how to handle a certain situation. And he said, I ended up making it worse. And he said, I've never got over that. Uh, every pastor, uh, the Word of God says, blessed are the peacemakers. He, he's got to be a peacemaker. You know, there's no perfect church. There's no perfect pastor. There's no perfect nothing except God and the Word of God. Amen. That's the only perfect thing I know. If we line up Amen. with the Word of God, uh, I'll tell you right now, we, we can praise the Lord. We can, right. But they wanted Him with them. They enjoyed walking with Him. They enjoyed talking with Him. Everybody wants the kind of company that they can enjoy. You know, I, I could tell a lot of tales right there, but I won't. But, uh, you know, uh, to be able to have that enjoyable company. And uh, it says, I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. You know, the, it's hard to sing the Lord's songs when you're out there and they're taking God's name in vain and and you're hearing things that ought not be said and you're at the workplace and you're just under your breath uh, singing Amazing Grace. I appreciate Sister Rita. She sung Amazing Grace Wednesday night. And I, I can't get enough of it. We ought not never get enough of it. Thank God for grace. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, right. it, it's best to be happy. It's best to be glad. It's best to rejoice in Him. And it's best to sing praises to Him. It's best to give glory to Him. You don't have to, but it'd be better, you'd be better off to. Yes, that's right. Verse 3 here. When mine enemies are turned back. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 7, when a man's ways please the Lord. That's a stipulation there. Says he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him, and uh, you know, lots of time I'll have a situation at work, and and it ain't necessarily going right, and and I'll, I'll I'll think, is this because of me or is this because of them? And you know, a little strife, a little situation, I'll not be there, and I say, Lord, everything I'll act between me and you. The reason I say that because God is a He's the judge of all. And uh, Solomon, uh, when he was born in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, it said, And the Lord loved him. In 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29, it said, The Lord gave him wisdom above all. He was wiser than all, verse 30 and 31. So the Lord loved him and gave him everything. He's so smart. I mean, if you read all those chapters, I didn't. I mean, he wrote songs. Uh, you know, he uh, named the trees, the stars. He, he was just so wise. But even with all of the wisdom and the Lord loving Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1 and 2, talks about his downfall. I will turn there. He made a mistake. And we do make mistakes. But in 1 Kings chapter 11, here this man that God loves says, But King Solomon loved many strange women. You see, uh, even with everything going for him, he made the mistake of doing what God told him not to do. Even, but King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Endomites, Zenians, and Hittites of the nations concerning which the Lord had said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go into them, neither shall they come into you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon claimed to these in love. Now, that's a smart man. And he's still done the unthinkable. And by doing the unthinkable, he brought judgment on him. And uh, if you look, uh, verses 14 of the same chapter, 1 Kings chapter 11, 
And the Lord stirred up an adversary unto Solomon, Hadad the Endomite. He was of the king's seed in Endom. Now remember when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. So Solomon now, he's got an adversary. Look over there in verse number uh, 23. And God stirred him up another adversary. These didn't just happen. God sent them. Rezon, the son of Eladad, which fled from his lord, Hadazar, king of Zobah. Now here's two adversaries. If that's not enough, look down there verse number 26. And Jeroboam, son of, son of Nebat, an Ephanite of Zerdah, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zerah, a widow woman, even he lifted up his hand against the king. I want you to know Solomon, the wise man, the one that God loved. He loved many strange women. He brought his own trouble upon him. And like I said, if Solomon had done right, if Solomon had confessed, if Solomon had repented, he didn't. He sought to kill every one of these. But uh, anyway, these all came from God because whom the Lord loves, he does what? Chastens. God's chastening Solomon. Amen. God's telling Solomon, I'm not pleased with that. Matter of fact, it says the Lord was greatly displeased with Solomon. Then, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you can do right and your enemies will go away. Or, well, matter of fact, you look here at verse 3, my enemies are turned back. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. If God be for you, uh, you won't have no enemies. But if you're walking astray and you're kind of jaywalking, uh, the Lord's going to stir you up some chastisement, some problems. Uh, verse 4, it says, uh, For thou hast maintained my right. You know, I want the Lord's praise. And to have the Lord's praise, uh, the Bible says I'm supposed to present my body living sacrifice, holy and acceptable uh, in his sight. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, if, if I was to do that, verse 4 says, For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Uh, there shouldn't nobody be able to speak anything against me except it be, uh, you know, uh, not truthfully, you know, uh, to lay an accusation against me. Uh, they would be truthful. I mean, I know people can say anything about you. But if they do, it shouldn't be true. If it's true, uh, you deserve it. But he says, Thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou settest in the throne judging right. Verse 4 there. God will maintain your innocence if you're innocent. He will... Uh, let me see if I can just come to my mind here. Uh, he will not at all... Well, I don't know if I can find this. It's on the tip of my tongue, back of my mind. But hold on just a second here. When, uh, when Moses wanted to see the glory of God and the Lord passed by, Lord, if I could find that, that'd be, that'd be pretty good. When the Lord passed by, he said he will no wise acquit the wicked. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find If I can, great. If not, I'll just try to paraphrase here when the Lord passed by it didn't take Moses long to get down on his knees buddy uh, he saw something he wasn't expecting he saw the glory of God and uh, yeah. I'm going to quit chasing that rabbit but God said he'd no wise acquit the wicked uh, if you're innocent God didn't defend you that's right mm -hmm. If you're guilty, best thing you can do is just say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I, I'm telling you, the best thing, and I, I've done it a lot of times just to make sure everything's all right. I said, Lord, if I've done anything, but Psalm just said, Lord, search me and uh, see if there be any way, wicked way in me. Sometimes you don't even see it. Everybody else sees it, but you don't see it. But anyway, here, uh, he says, For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. God will stand with you if you're standing right. 
uh, he will. Thou hast set us in the throne, judging right. Uh, God will be your, your defense if you seek to do it, which is right. Verse 5, he says, Thou hast rebuked the heathen, thou hast destroyed the wicked, thou hast put out their name forever and ever. Uh, vengeance belongs to him. Romans chapter 12 talks about that. And uh, God's go he's going to set everything right. <laughs> when he shows up, it's going to get right quick. Matter of fact, people are going to be looking for holes to jump in and cry out for the rocks to fall on them. But in here in Romans chapter 12, verse 17, Recompense no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peace with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it's written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. Proverbs 29 verse 1 says, He that being often reproved shall certainly be destroyed and that without remedy. Uh, there's just no way to outrun God or get out of, of something that, that brought you into judgment with God. And He will, he will make things right. Verse 6 says, O thou enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end, and thou hast destroyed cities. Their memory or their memorial has perished with them. You know, when the smoke clears, you'll be glad that you chose to do right. Uh, you know, our God's on the throne. Now, that gives me great comfort to know that no matter how, how powerful they get, no matter how rich they get, no matter how much ground they gain, we're still on the winning side. Right. I mean, no matter what, God's got this. And you know, I, I look in political matters right now. I, I know the, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. There's some of that stuff I can't do nothing about. But God can. Yes, can. And like I said, when the smoke clears, I'm just going to be glad I'm on the right side. Right. I, I'm telling you, I'm on, the, I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the winning side. And He's going to take care of all of this. Verse 6, I can't defeat some of my enemies. Old out enemy. Destructions are come to perpetual end. They've got a day coming. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, there's a way, there's a way it seems right to a man, but the end of that way is a way of death. Uh, when this thing comes to an end, it's going to end up just like this Bible. God honors His Word. I honor His Word. We're supposed to, too. I'll tell you right now, the more we're supposed to give the most earnest seed, the more heed you give to this Word, the better off you'll be. Uh, Wednesday night, man, Rita was here Wednesday night. I, I heard this on the way to church. I didn't even know it until uh, I heard it. But uh, they're talking about couples that read their Bibles. Uh, one out of 1,000 end up in a divorce. Not 1%. Yes. But uh, one out of a thousand. You know, this word, uh, it puts everything right. I, I might be wrong, but the word will help me get right. And I might be doing right or going right. It helps me to go the right way and do the right thing. One thing about this word. Uh, in uh, Psalm, uh, Psalm chapter 119, verse 165 says great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall by any means offend them I'm able to get along with my wife a whole lot better when I'm right it's when I'm not right that she does everything wrong it's when she's uh, you know when I'm right she can't do no wrong if that makes any sense Isaiah 26 verse 3 thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee when you've got your, your heart and your eyes and your, your mind and the word of God everything's where it's supposed to be uh, nothing's out of kilter. It just kind of lines everything up. Uh, the more the Word of God you got in you, better off you'll be. Uh, the more successful you'll be. Uh, the less problems you'll have. 
But I'll tell you what, if we get astray in this word, all of a sudden everything don't look right. All of a sudden we ain't doing right. All of a sudden, buddy, I'm telling you, it gets out of, t- out of kilter quick. That's right. God's got it all. Verse 7. Yes. But the Lord shall endure forever. That's pretty good comfort right there. You know, if God was to die, my hope would have to die too. <clears throat> but as long as He's alright, I'm alright. And uh, He's going to be forever. Uh, if He dies, everything dies with Him. Because the Bible says, In Him we live and move and have our being. He's before all things. And by Him all things exist. But it says, But the Lord shall endure forever. Now the world, they don't want to hear that. They want to figure out some way to take right. power, take control, take over. Uh, you'd be surprised. This AI that's going on right now, you'd be surprised how they're going to use all this stuff. It's all in vain. God's on the throne. And He's never going to go away. He's never going to die. And I'll tell you right now, He's a strong tower. Uh, He's a buckler. He's a strength. Uh, He's a refuge and a shield. And uh, here, the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared His throne for judgment. The Bible says He's ready to judge and He will judge. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 30, it said the Lord shall judge His people. It says I will recompense. What that means is He'll serve notice on what needs to be addressed. You know, I'll give an account. The Bible says every one of us give account of ourselves to God. I just got an answer for me. And that's kind of good. That's a little bit of comfort to know. All I got to do is make sure he weighs right. Amen. <clears throat> right. Amen. I don't have to worry about answering for Mitchell. I got to answer for it. That's right. But uh, he will recompense. Verse eight uh, says here, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. Now the world right now they're doing a lot of judging. Yes, they are. And the judgment of this world, it's kind of a cruel judgment. Like I said, you can see some of that over October the 7th. They just come in, I mean, burnt, beheaded, beat, shot, killed. Uh, I don't know how in the world could get, anybody could get in that state of mind to do that, but they did. And uh, it ought not have happened. But uh, <clears throat> the Lord, He's going to judge in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. There, there will be recompension. There will be accountability. Uh, they might escape the judgment of the world. They might somehow, you know, be good enough at lying. And some of them get pretty good. I think some of them believe it yourself, but they're not going to fool him. That's right. I noticed with that uh, that young boy that uh, uh, come on, Eddie Bankman Fried. I think that's his name. Young young kid got the hair looked like a black cotton ball. That somehow his case got thrown out. Uh, you know, he's, he's pretty smart, I reckon. But he funneled a lot of money. And uh, money's kind of pretty good lever. Uh, he got out, but that don't mean he ain't going to stand and give an account. That's, right. That's what I'm saying. This all ended up at this throne. It says here, uh, He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. Uh, verse 9, I like this. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, you don't have to worry about not uh, overthrowing this wickedness. You don't have to worry about not having, uh, I guess, you know, to, to pay the price for the wickedness that's in this world. Just know this, God's got you covered. He is a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Verse 9, uh, Psalms 46 verse 1 says that refuge, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I may not be able to do anything about, let me follow this out there to you. I may not be able to do anything about the rainbow. I don't know how much y'all know about room 216. That ought not ever happen. And what happened on the White House lawn about bearing the breast ought not ever happen. I may not be able to do anything about that and the rainbow flag that was in between the two American flags. I may not be able to do anything about that, but I know somebody that can. And I know somebody that's going to get me through all this nonsense down here. 
But I done heard through the grapevine what's coming this next year. It's all on the table. It's all at stake. And I'll tell you right now, our schools are in such jeopardy this coming year. We've got to somehow. And I don't know that we can. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that we even can. The Bible doesn't say it's going to get better. It says it's going to get worse and worse under the end. And it says there will be evil seducers and all of that. I'm just telling you, this thing's kind of rigged in one way, but it's also fixed the other way. God is our refuge. Uh, we don't have to worry about it. He's our refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. These may be times of trouble. We've got a, we've got a safe place. Over in Israel, they, they can't even put their seatbelts on when the siren goes off, you got like five seconds to get in a place of safety. If you can't, you lay flat on the ground and hope it don't hit you. they got five seconds. They don't have time to undo their seatbelts over there. But we've got a refuge. And our refuge is in Him. The Lord's our refuge and strength. He's our very present help in time of trouble. Verse 10 says, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. And I do know His name. His name's Jesus. And there's some people down there that don't like that name. No. Oh, you better not pray. Jesus, if you ain't going to pray in Jesus' name, don't pray. Just waste the time. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask in my name, the Father will do it. They don't want to hear that name Jesus. They don't want you to come and sing, uh, you know, we wish you a Merry Christmas. They don't want to hear joy to the world. They don't want to hear a little town of Bethlehem. That's right. They don't want to mention his name. Verse 10, they that know thy name. I'm glad I know his name. Amen. They that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. You know, he told his disciples, he said, Lo, I'm with you, even to the end of the world. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We don't have to worry about the Lord running out on us. And uh, <clears throat> I'm glad he's a refuge. I'm glad he's, uh, you know, a uh, uh, safety for us. We can put our trust in him, and, and that trust will never be ashamed of putting trust in him. <clears throat> he will not forsake us. Verse 11 Sing praises to the Lord, which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. Uh, not only sing, but give praise and declare his doings. You know, uh, it's kind of hard to put it in song but there's been a few times that I've sung how I felt you know somebody wrote a song I got the Lord uh, you know sometimes I'll be out there I got the Lord I got the Lord out there at the workplace you know you battling every kind of battle there is you know you're going down for the third time and old Chuck Barbie he worked there with me he'd come up with a song or I'd come up with a song and even though we're struggling just to get the paper back in the machine or, you know, cleaning some mess up or something, we, we sing some spiritual song, some hymn, and it would encourage him and me both. Uh, it'd help us in that hour there. But uh, here, uh, sing praises to the Lord which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people is doing. Some of the guys we worked with, they thought we was crazy. And maybe we was, but we was the right kind of crazy. Verse 12 when he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Verse 12. When he judges, he remembers. And he doesn't forget the cry of the humble. Boy, that last word, I just say to everybody, stay humble. Uh, it's hard to get in trouble when you're humble. The Bible says pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. But that, that humbleness... God exalts the humble. Uh, he hears the humble. I'll tell you, the more humble you are, the more close you are to God. I can tell you that right now. But he says, uh, He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Uh, verse 13. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble. Job said, Man's born a woman's a few days and full of what? Trouble. Which I suffer of them that hate me. Sometimes people will make you have trouble. I'll show him. I'll show them. I'll show her. Watch me. Right. 
I'm telling you, it's pretty simple here. It says, Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up from the gates of death. You know, we've got one that lifts us up, helps us over the, the obstacles. Uh, he, he's the source of our strength. He's the reason we're able to keep going. Uh, the psalm just said in Psalms 27 verse 13, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord, the land of the living. Just keep going. One of the day, praise God, the streets are turned to gold. We'll be home. All our problems be over. Amen. I didn't think I'd get this far. Verse, verse uh, 13, God, He'll make all the wrongs right. Uh, all those that have that have said against you or done things uh, to hurt you, they'll all be made right by the Lord. Verse 14, That I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of thy daughter of Zion, of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in thy salvation. We will rejoice at the end of the road. Our brother Jerry and Sister Carolyn sing the song, When I Get to Where I'm Going. When we do finally get where we're going, and we will, uh, we will show forth all the praise in the gates uh, of the daughter of Zion. We will rejoice in God's great salvation. Verse 15, the heathen are sunk down. You know, they, they think that somehow they're going to protest. Somehow uh, they're going to manipulate. Somehow they're going to invade. Somehow they're going to conquer. God said He laughs at them in, in Proverbs chapter 1. He that says in heaven laughs at them. But they think, you know, Psalm chapter 2, why the heathen rage and the people imagine the vain thing. The heathen, they think somehow, uh, the, you know, the third of the angels of heaven fell because of the devil. These heathen are kind of like that. They believe the lie and they believe it so much they just won't give up. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made in the net which they hid is their own foot taken. You know that that uh That pit they dug themselves. They dug it for somebody else, but they ended up in it themselves. Kind of like Haman, they built that gallows to hang Mordecai on. He ended up getting hung on himself. Verse 16 The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. You know, they're just reaping uh, what they sowed. They, they could do right, but instead of doing right, they seek, uh, you know, do it their way, kind of like Frank Sinatra, and I did it my way. But the Lord is known by the judgment which He executed. God's going to straighten this all out. He's going to put it, I mean, plummet light's going to be laid out. It's going to, it's going to be all straightened out. The Lord is known by the judgment which He executed. The wicked is ensnared in the work of His own hands. I mean, they trap themselves. Uh, you know, it's funny, you got to have, you know, vi video now for a be able to believe a police officer didn't do something wrong because they accuse him. You know, he shot me with no reason. They've got a knife or they've got a gun, but they've got it on video. And once they see the video, they will shut up. But that's kind of what this is talking about. They're ensnared uh, in the work of their own hands. You know, God's going to bring it to light. Things done in secret. Things done in darkness. God will bring the light. Verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God, we're seeing some of that even today where the wicked just won't do right. And there's a price for that. And, uh, you know, America, it, it could do right. Uh, you know, we got on our money and God we trust. And uh, I would to God that, that was true. Uh, I, I believe we probably should put on there in our government or in our money we trust. But uh, anyway, uh, the wicked, they'll be turned into hell. Only the wicked will end up in hell. Now, I was wicked, but I've been forgiven. I've been redeemed, morning faith. I've been saved. And uh, because of that, uh, I'm not wicked no more. And I don't have wicked thoughts no more. I don't seek to do wicked things no more. I seek to do right. But the wicked, uh, they're not going to get away with it. Uh, they're going to find out there is a price and they'll pay that price. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. You know, when this, when this, when this finally ends, all the nations are going to understand they've been better off. 
to went with the Lord and done that which is right. Uh, right now it looks like they're getting away with it, but it ain't the end yet. I remember hearing a story, and I'll trail this real fast. I remember hearing a story one time of an ungodly farmer, and his crops had brought forth so much uh, that he was kind of like the man in Luke chapter 12. Uh, he didn't want to put all his stuff, and, and the pastor come out there to visit with him, and he said, I don't see no reason I need to go to church. He said, I've balanced my books. I've got so much I don't know what to do with it. And he said, what do you think about that? And the pastor said, it was in October, he said, God don't balance his books in October. He said, when God balances his books, you make them up short. And I don't know that man ever really understood what was said to him. But sometimes we look at things in a worldly way instead of a, a spiritual way. Uh, the way he saw it, he's doing pretty good. Why does he need to go? I'll tell you why he need to go. There's a judgment. And uh, uh, it won't be so good when he stands before God. Verse 18, we've got to finish this up here. It says, For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Uh, we won't be forgotten and we won't perish. Verse 19, Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Uh, he will arise for us uh, and he will come for us. I say like John, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. But he will arise at the appointed time. Jesus was born at the appointed time. He's coming back at the appointed time. When he leaves, when he comes, Brother Mitchell, I'm leaving at the appointed time. Amen. Now last verse. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves. This is quite a statement right here. To be but men. You know, I, I don't care how much power they got, how much gold they got, how many possessions they got, just men. Bible said, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world? Some of them are trying to. Man, there's so much stuff going on right now. I'm glad there is a God in heaven. I'm glad He's on the throne. And uh, you know, he's got, he's got all this covered. But uh, if it wasn't for God, they would win. That's right. But what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and, lose and lost his soul? Mm -hmm. They just don't want to think like that. That's right. They don't want to include God in their thoughts. Mm -hmm. But they're going to get it. It'd be on a slow train, yes. but they're going to get it. Right. They're just men. Amen. And you know what? In some ways, I'm richer than them. And you are too. Uh, you know, they, they've got so much money they don't know where to put it all. Uh, they can't even use it all. And they're never satisfied. They want more. And here we are, poor and needy, yet we're, we're satisfied. And the Lord thinks on us. Psalmist said, I'm poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks on me. Father, thank You for the thoughts in this Psalms chapter 9. Lord, good thoughts. Lord, good. Lord, that, that God, You was trying to convey to us. We love you and praise you. Ask your blessings today. Amen.